Good day to you all. Welcome to Generation Tech, where we talk tech across the generations. I'm here representing my gen with my dad, who's representing his generation. So how you doing today, Dad? Oh, a generation older. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's how I've been feeling. On Thursday, we're recording this on Monday, the 5th of uh, July, day after our... our, uh, national holiday and i know a lot of places are taking today off you know like government buildings and stuff today is a the holiday day since it fell on the weekend uh, but uh, last thursday i was in the middle of just doing some food prep standing in the kitchen and my back started to hurt which is not atypical for me so i finished what i was doing and got it put away and cleaned up and by the time i got it all clean, put up uh, my back was hurting so bad I, I was in a lot of pain so i had to sit down and I could not stand up for about 24 hours without excruciating pain. And every day since then, uh, it you wake, you stand up, and my back feels it, it's it hurts, and it feels like it's gonna you know if I move the wrong way, it's gonna like pop out, and I'm gonna fall to the floor. And so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and it hasn't gotten yeah. much better. And so uh, I, I'm spending uh, a lot of time icing and heating, using the technology of comfort. And, uh, yeah. and and using uh, you know some uh, pharmaceutical pain and inflammation relief, and I have no idea what I did. Literally, I was just standing in the kitchen doing food prep. It's not like I picked anything up or bent over funny or strained it in any way. Don't know. It's called getting old, Todd. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, they just, well, they just pop pop in every once in a while to give you something else to think about my uh you know i mean i've had some back issues on and off for a few years since a car accident and so i deal with that regularly but this is just a a um more severe uh issue this time around and you know i've had doctors tell me that it's not going to get better it's just going to get worse as i get older and just be ready for it and so maybe this is just the next phase is now Hmm. deal deal with that you know yeah. So, so well, we'll to begin see. with. Yeah. What's begin, up? Be, begin with. There's an article here that says I, iPhone 13's wireless charger will refuel AirPods at the same time. Hmm. I guess that just I guess that just means the iPods case plugs into it or something. I don't know. Or sits on top of it, right? I think that right now you can use the app, the the the, the little the, the wireless. AirPod, the wireless yeah, the charger that they case. sell, yeah, the wireless charger that they sell for the um, for the current uh, wireless iPhones, uh, the 12s that have the magnetic the little disc. It looks like the watch charger, except maybe two and a half times the diameter. Uh, you can put your iPods case on that, and it'll charge it because it's just a Qi charger. Well, let me read the uh, the detailed. Title. It's long. Mm -hmm. Upcoming iPhone 13 is rumored to have a new reverse wireless charger, which could refuel users' AirPods just by placing them on 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 the the iPhone while it's powering up. While it's powering up. Right. Okay. Reverse reverse charging. So what they're saying is, and this is something that um, some of the Android phones have done for a while. Where if you've got a full charge on your phone, you can put another Qi device, be it a phone or AirPods or whatever, on the back of the phone, and and it will then like communicate as if it's a charger and share some of its battery. And I would be hesitant to do that with another phone because they'll suck most of my juice away. But something like the AirPods don't use a lot, and the watch don't use a lot. They charge up quick. 
I, I'm yeah. surprised. I think they're going to have to, in like the next version of the watch, make it more compatible. Right now it uses a non-standard charging methodology. And so if they're going to make the watch a portable charger for accessories like the AirPods, then they need to make it also work for the for the watch, which, you know, you, you've noted before that the watch charges very quickly. I mean, it's not a very large dot device on the battery. Right. You, you can, you know, if, you're, if your watch is running low, you can set it on a charger for 10 or 20 minutes and get it to almost half charged. And, and then you're, you know, can get through the rest of the day easily. Yeah. Um, well, uh, in the article, it says that F, according to FCC filings, current iPhones already have the ability to reverse wireless charge. Now, I don't know what they mean, current, probably just the phone, the 12s. Uh-huh. Well, maybe uh, any of the ones that do wireless charging. Maybe it's it's just something that you can do if you have a if you have the yeah. coil in there to charge the phone. You could reverse it. They just don't provide you the software to do that. Huh. Anyway, I don't know enough always, about Qi charging to know if the sending coil and the receiving coil are essentially the same thing. It would make sense yeah. that they are, and so it's just you know how they're set up, right? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, it, the, the, the rumored charger with this one is uh, apparently uh, said to be better at keeping the phone from overheating while allowing for a quicker recharge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know what it now it ties into heating. It's getting to be a complicated story here, it's just one thing after another. But anyway, it's something that's kind of, I guess, uh, a guest new feature somehow. I'm not sure if I would use it because I got a little hook for my watch on my. Well, I don't have a place for my uh, my uh, earpods, AirPods rather. <laughs> I don't say earpods, AirPods. Ear, ear. Uh, uh, anyway, they. I just have a separate plug beside those. It's no, not a big deal. Uh, I figured that that case. I think just as it is, I could put it on the wireless charger and it'll charge that way too. But I use that for the phone. So anyway, if they ever come out with a the one that holds the phone in the right place, I will probably give up what I've got because too many times I thought I was charging, and mm-hmm. it was off just enough that it wasn't. You know. Yeah. That's why I um I when I originally had a wireless charger for the phone um. Because I have a, iPhone 11 is the one that I have, so it's the first one I've had that had wireless charging. It went from a iPhone 7 before. Um, it, I had just the little like thing you laid it on, a little disc, and you sat it on. And I had that issue. It's like sometimes it was on there right, and you had to just make sure it was right until you saw the LED come on. And then if you bumped it or bumped the table or something, it might move and then not charge. Um, mm-hmm. I have since done away with that, and the chargers that I have are stands that hold the, the phone sitting upright, so you can see the screen if you touch it. And mm-hmm. the back of the stand is the same width or roughly the same width as the phone. So when you set it down, you naturally, you, your fingers feel the back and you basically set it down so it centers. And because it sits there in like a little cradle leaning up, it doesn't move. And so I found those to be much better chargers. And they're not expensive. I mean, they're not, the ones I got are not like yeah. a brand name that is. Highly expensive. I've got my Mac in some weird mode where my mouse is moving freely. My apps are running fine, but my mouse is is like disconnected. It won't, I mean, I it, I can't click on anything. If I right click, I get a context menu, uh, mm. but I can't. 
it won't do anything. It's really weird. Huh. I can't I can't select anything. I can't click. That's that is odd. so bizarre. That, yeah. That that reminds me of something that happened to me this morning. I was out and about with my Hyundai driving along and I had just left the uh, Hyundai dealer because I had my car in for service. Mm -hmm. And uh, I turned onto the road and I accelerated and I hear the, I'm kind of hard of hearing, uh, as you know. Uh, but anyway, I, I sort of felt something, something's wrong. The car wasn't shifting gears. I mean, it was revving up. I was trying to go down the road at normal speed and it, it was like it was stuck in gear. And anyway, uh, I drove around a little while and turned off and I said, just a minute, I can't, I can't, uh, I, I turned off the main road because I didn't want to be holding up traffic, you know, everybody else is zipping along at a higher speed and here mm -hmm. I'm cranking up the engine, you know, and I didn't right. want to do that. So I got off the thing and finally I figured out what the hell was going on. It turns out that I had accidentally sort of pushed my gear shift to the right. Uh-huh. Which, oh, so which, you're in the, in the which, manual shift mode. That's what it was. Yeah. I I had never done that before. Had forgotten that that even existed, and uh, I've meant to tell mom, your wife, my wife, uh, yeah. so that she doesn't have that happen. You know, because yeah. it just you know I, I didn't know I was doing it. Right. You know? Well, and it's funny because they put that feature in as like a an air quotes smart or, or sporty rather. Uh, you know, sporty feature. You can shift it yourself if you want to drive it more like a sports car type of thing. And it's like, you know, who, I, I think that 99.999% of the people who have that in their car never, ever use it. They just put it into drive. It's an automatic transmission. Use it like that. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, uh, yeah. When, you, when you accidentally get it into that mode, you're like, what's going on? There's something wrong. And, I've done that. You know, anyway, and then what you brought up, is uh, some electronics do some weird things, but the the basic problem, the, the biggest downfall of the iPad and the phone and all is it's too easy to touch something on the screen unknowingly and get yourself off in la la land, you know, uh, and That's say, weird. what happened? My mouse you know? just came back. It's now working again. I don't know what I did. I didn't do anything in particular. I didn't reboot anything. But <laughs> but I just noticed I passed over something. And you know when you go over something, how it, it, you, sometimes when you hover, they change color or something? That happened. Yeah. And, it, and it wasn't happening before. And I went, oh, what's, you know. And, and sure enough, I was able to click on something and, and shrink a window. And it's like, I, yeah, I hate problems like that. Yeah. Where you're like, I have no yeah. idea what, what just happened. And then it came back. Yeah, and you, I have no idea how I fixed it. Or if I fix you know, it. you would like something intentional, or as as we keep coming back to the go back button on the Androids. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but you know, the the real problem is accidentally touching something without having a confirmation. You didn't intend to do it. Yeah, yeah. You there know? are certain things, and, especially edge things, right? That you can at least on touch interfaces on the Mac. You know, it's a it's a traditional desktop interface. I have no idea what caused that. I was using Safari at the time, and the mouse just, it, and it was weird because I could see the mouse cursor. I could move it around. I just couldn't click on anything. It was as if there was like a magical invisible sheet of glass between me and the actual computer desktop. And so I couldn't yeah. get through it. And then suddenly it worked again. It just, yeah, you know, and huh. I don't know if it may have been a background process that, that got hung. And it took a little while for the, you know, system cleanup to like restart the process or something. 
I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. That's yeah. the problem is you don't have any idea. There was not enough feedback for me to understand what was going on there. Yeah. Well, so. uh, my, my creative mind has been at work lately, and I thought of something that I think needs to be a product. And so I'm going to announce a product that's someday going to be. Okay. A product that should be, and somebody somebody should that think sh about this and go do it, huh? Okay. What That's is right. It? That's right. Now it all started back when I was trying to help a friend cheaply uh, have a uh, a, uh, a camera uh, a, a webcam, if you will, mm -hmm. so that he can so that he can communicate on Zoom. Right. He didn't have a he didn't have a web camera. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in the process of doing that, uh, I w was going through uh, apps or I searched for it or something, mm -hmm. and uh, I found this app for the smartphone, for, for, for my I iPhone. Now, he didn't have an iPhone, and I knew that, but I said, hmm, wonder how that works. So I brought it up, and lo and behold, that really works nice, okay? Uh it's an outstanding camera. I mean, you're not going to buy a camera as good as the one there, especially when you own a smartphone that's got the nice wide-angle thing that they're talking about using now. And, in fact, if you have a Zoom conference or one with an Apple software that does the same kind of thing, uh, they're going to want you to use your camera, aren't they? Because it's got the wide angle. And you can very easily put a little... Uh, hook on it or maybe a charge pad since you were talking about charging it so that instead of sitting down with your smartphone you just go over to your tv and you just stick it in this little thing at the top of the screen uh -huh. now the camera is in place where it ought to be mm -hmm. with the wide angle lens already there most likely you also will have a an apple uh uh tv uh box somewhere in the vicinity that it can talk to that's already connected to an Apple uh, <laughs> okay. HomePod. I'm, I'm going to okay. stop you for just a second. You started this thing with the premise of, I wanted to find an inexpensive way. Now you have an Apple TV, $200. You have an iPhone, seven to a thousand, $700 to $1,000. Um, <laughs> and, and what was the other thing you were adding in there just now? Well, I didn't bring up an inexpensive thing for that reason i just was saying i was doing it because my i didn't my friend doesn't have much money and i didn't think uh -huh. you know what i'd like right. him to do it cheaper right. and so ultimately ultimately i ended up giving him a, a piece of software he could download into his uh into his uh, android and work with app with windows which is what he uses okay right. and so that you could use an android device as your uh as your camera okay so that kind of completes that story but now that i knew that you can that these other things that i brought in like the the uh, uh you brought up the charger this morning or i wouldn't have even thought to put that in there but it's you know it wouldn't have to be a charger but you, you want to hook it on your tv because that's where you want it and it's got a wide angle lens that's where they're going and the sound system is going with this uh dynamic uh uh what are the that's not the word they use, not dynamic, but the new kind of sound, surround sound almost, you know, mm -hmm. uh, from their speaker system. So there's, you, if you happen to have Apple's products like we do, you have all these sitting there in your living room. And now 
All you need to do is to make a call to somebody by using SIRI, you know, and saying the right things. And lo and behold, you've got a, you can set up a conference. You can do all mm -hmm. this right from your TV, watch people as they move around. Uh, whenever the speaker uh, speaks, it can probably locate you where the, accurately enough so that it can put the little green box around whoever's on the screen that's doing mm -hmm. the talking. And all kinds of wonderful things. Yeah. And it just occurred to me that it's, it's got to happen now because they got all the components there, you know? Yeah. Now, yeah. now the only thing Apple doesn't make today, and I, it wouldn't be a big deal for them to do it, is the software that I started with in order to just have a, an iPhone be my camera, you know? Uh, you know, for a, a, a meeting with camera. Right. But when Apple thinks about how to do that that's what they're going to do they're going to use their iphone because it's got all the well, stuff in it already if you if you watch any of the youtube uh podcast type of things with any of the apple executives that they do like after wdc they they do lots of like uh interviews with with uh people in the tech industry you know talking about what they just talked about at their at their wdc and mm -hmm. uh they all stream with their iphone yeah that's that's how they do it they all use the iphone as their camera uh and you know then they air share it to a television or or sometimes they just do it right on the screen with the camera you don't need necessarily if you just you, you know if you're not sharing with a number of people then you probably don't need that um but uh that's how they do it because that's as good a camera as you're going to get for doing that kind of thing now, right. I suspect that the next phone will probably have the same feature that the newest iPod had, which is that wide-angle camera that then tracks you. I can't remember what they called oh. that feature, but I assume the phone yeah. will have that as well. Um, right now, it doesn't. Right now, the only way to do that is to get the, the latest iPad Pro. Um, that, that's right, yeah. But and, my, my question, well, too, is can you turn that off? Because there are times when you don't want the camera to move and pan with you. You want to be able to step out of range of the camera to do something or grab something and then come back, as opposed to having it follow you, you know? Yeah. Well, it can it can only follow you so far, you know. Well, you, right. So you got to stay within the angle. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, you know, sometimes you don't want that. And so I'm hoping that there's a way to, I, I don't have the newest iPads with the camera feature, so I haven't uh -huh. played with it and I haven't read enough about it to know whether that's something you can turn on and off. So yeah. um, along these lines, by the way, I just sent you a $78 solution that will do everything you talked about. If you have no Apple equipment whatsoever, um, you can buy the 4995 often on sale for like $35 uh, Amazon Fire Tablet 7, which is a 7-inch display with 16 gigabytes of memory, and it runs uh, Zoom just fine, has a uh, front and back-facing cameras on it, and it runs Zoom, and that's the cheapest way to get on Zoom. For $29, you can buy the Amazon Fire TV Stick Lite and plug that into an HDMI port on the back of your television set, and now you can do Amazon's version of AirShare, so you can put the video from your tablet onto your television set, and so you can do everything we just talked about for $78 plus tax and shipping. And no shipping okay, but, if you're a Prime member. But, but let me tell you, that's $78 that I don't need to spend at all right now. Well, if you have an Apple iPhone and well, an I, Apple TV, and I'm it, saying if for people who I'm just saying I, you didn't, did, yeah. When I said it up front, yeah. I prefaced if you don't have the thousand dollars of Apple equipment, you can do it for seventy eight bucks. Yeah. 
Well, and, and, and the Apple solution will give you the uh, uh, more sophisticated res, res, uh, uh, integration in the end anyway, because they're going to have the, the, the audio and the video, all of that integrated and, and, and allow you to move and identify people, the speaker and all of that other stuff that I'm sure you don't get. That's already with, built uh, into Zoom, and it works fine with the Amazon and the and the, I, the I don't know what you mean all of the audio and video. It's built into the the same stuff. The whatever audio system you have for your TV is what's going to be the sound output device, and the video is going to be. And yeah, the camera's probably not as high a quality. And thus far, I haven't seen Amazon talk about anything in terms of, you know, the ability to track you moving around the room. But the highlighting of the person talking that's built into Zoom. Uh, but that's that's uh, tracking a device, not the speaker on one camera. Correct. So if I have a room full of people, I can now, with Apple stuff, identify people that are in that picture, that wide-angle picture. Right, but that only works right now with one device from Apple. Well, that you don't have be that very device. long. So you're going to have to have it. So you're going to have to spend a thousand dollars to to get that feature because you don't have it right now. That's that's right. Yeah. So I'll have to upgrade my phone. Yeah. So I'm just saying it's, you know, it's it's there, it's coming, but right now for $78, I can do pretty much everything that Apple can do for $78. Okay. Pretty, pretty much, it's just not the elegant solution. Well, but what do you mean by elegant? I'm I mean having the ability to feel more like you're you're a part of the the group. You can have a bunch of people in your house all talking to some other group at the other end on one one camera, one home, and it it will identify individuals within the field of view of that camera. Apple and, doesn't do uh, that right now. I know that. That's why I said this is a product to come. To come. It's going to happen. Okay. It's okay. going to happen. Yeah. They're, it's going to happen. The the idea, I mean, right now they can already identify when there's humans there and and using AI, you know, focus on individuals so that everybody's, you know, looks good in the picture um but doesn't it's not a large step from there to be able to say you know which person is the one that's talking and put the focus more on that person Mm -hmm. yeah well the problem that i've had with all of these kind of things anytime we have a family thing going like this is that at both ends there are multiple people talking so nobody can understand anything because and it wouldn't be any better if we were all sitting in the same room because we're all talking and i can't hear you know the person sitting next to me any better than the person sitting across on the couch facing me versus the person over in the kitchen who's shouting back at me. You know? <laughs> I know our family. None of us like take turns. We all talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, the very same thing happens in zoom. So therefore people are switching their audios on and off all the time. And most of the time, if you're, if you, it's the guy running the show who decides who gets to talk. You know, yeah. because he can he can mute everybody. Yeah, you have okay. the option as the owner of the meeting, right, to to mute everybody and then individually allow pre- people to talk, or right. just leave it open and let people talk when they want to. And and yeah. and it's funny we've learned etiquette this year in terms of those kinds of things because you know there, there's that guy who just leaves his mic on all the time while he's you know eating something or you hear the jackhammer outside his house or his kids running around his house and you're saying like if right. you're not talking mute your damn microphone so we don't have to listen to all that. <laughs> and people have kind of learned it's like if you're not talking yeah. then then mute and and when you're ready to talk yeah. unmute talk and then mute it back up. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. 
No, you're right. You preface so, you did preface the whole thing by saying this is the thing you 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 want to see and you think is going to happen eventually. And you're right. That I, I think you're absolutely right. The idea of the the group um, uh, conversation is something that has their attention. They being Apple, and that is going to get better. They've already laid the groundwork in the newest version that's being beta tested right now of FaceTime to do some of that stuff, and and the uh, the better camera with tracking built into it on the iPad Pro, um, you know, that those, that's an indication that, you know, they're heading that direction. Yeah. Anyway, there, there's some work to be done, clearly, in the integration, but they'll have mm-hmm. to, what they'll do is take into account voice recognition as well mm-hmm. as who the camera is pointing at, and you won't be able to change it real quickly. You'll have a certain amount of time right. of, of silence or you, that you don't say something before it'll allow it pick up on somebody else so there's mm-hmm. ways that the system can manage some of what you're talking about there yeah you it'll know, force us all over. to talk in a certain uh fashion so that we can uh you know, you know i'll have to pause so that i can then cede the 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 control of the voice to somebody else right right it Something won't like allow that. us to talk over it'll the computers will force us to be more polite because we can't talk over each other Oh, and they might even have little funny things that pop up and say, would you please shut up? Yeah. <laughs> I wish they would, but Apple doesn't, they don't tend no. to do that kind of stuff. It's not uh, their, uh, it's not Tim Cook, you know? I think that, right. he, he's a polite, gentlemanly <laughs> Southern gentleman, right? Whereas uh, Steve Jobs would be the first one to say, shut up, I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, or, or they'll have different different kinds of moderators, you know, automated yeah. moderators. Yeah. You can choose the, you can choose the uh, New York style moderator. Yeah, or the, be an auditor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that what I said, auditors? No, I said, I made that up. I said, that, that'd be the perfect word, auditors. Oh. Right? Oh yeah, they're automatic, um, uh, <laughs> Moder- auto- moderators. Auto- automatic moderators or auderators. <laughs> oh my Good goodness! One. Good one. You know, you were yeah, talking that- about car things too. I discovered something yesterday. It's not really uh, techie, but uh, I had new tires put on my car last week as well. And uh, uh, the I have the little sensor that tells you if your tires are low. And so mm-hmm. I uh, the sensor went off. So I went to go check a tire. And it had 16 pounds of pressure in it. So I don't know if the tire they put on is a bad tire or it's got a bad valve stem or if they, you know, put enough air in it to pop the tire onto the wheel and then put it on the car and never aired it up all the way. But I put air in it. So hopefully I need to go test it today. But the other thing is I found out, and this is something that you just don't think about. They didn't give me back my spare. Oh, my. Can you imagine if I were I've got to go over there today after we're done recording and go, hey. Give me back my spare, man. You guys took my spare. I'm going to be in, in a world of hurt if I'm zipping down the freeway and then I don't have a spare anywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So. That's that's not good. Yeah. I was reading that they don't put spares in some cars, especially like the, the highest mileage version of the Prius now. The Prius uh, L Eco doesn't have a spare because that saves them about uh, about 30 pounds or 60 pounds of weight on the vehicle and, they're, and well, they get better mileage by making the vehicle lighter. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no more often than people use spares anymore. It almost sounds silly not to not to have one, yeah. you know. You call AAA and they tow you into wherever you need to go and 
yeah, problem is you end up buying a really expensive tire somewhere because you're screwed. You, you don't have the option of like waiting and checking prices and seeing what's on sale and getting it when you're ready because you've got the the little you know spare on there. Yeah, some, yeah. Some cars have yeah, those run flat in, tires though too. Now, now, now you're a sucker for a ripoff, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pay me now or pay me later, right? Save money on your gas yeah. and you and you give it all back on the first time you have to change tires after a blowout. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I was saying some cars have those run flat tires too that have the really strong sidewalls. So if they go flat, you right, can keep, and and they don't put spares on cars that are shipped with those because you can, you know, keep driving on it for a, a while until right. you get to some place that you can get it. But I imagine those got to be really expensive tires too. I don't know, probably somewhat, but you, you know, you know, you just have to look at it, see. Yeah, yeah, see I haven't priced it. I don't have a car that has run flat tires, so I don't know if they're. You know, more expensive than a just regular radial. But regular, you know, you say regular radial. There's such a variance in those too, in terms of, you know, sometimes the the, the difference in cost is you know thirty percent or more between one brand and the other. And you look at them, and go, well, you know, what's the difference? Well, you know, you know another thought that that you can I look had at the is ratings, that, but is is that if you can uh, can pump up a tire, you know, if it's mm-hmm. just low of air, right? Uh, when you're out on the road. Uh, the business of having a little uh, pump built into your car, whether it's just an electric pump off your battery or uh-huh. or runs off of the mechanical thing, uh, the electric would be yeah. easier. Uh, that would should be able to pump up at least one tire. Yeah, uh, might might be a better solution than a spare anyway. You know, yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll handle those low air situations. A pump and a and, patch kit, right? You pick up a nail, you can if it's in the tread, you can use the little um, patch kit to poke a patch through and then pump it up and go yeah. yeah and furthermore most cars now actually have tire pressure monitors built in as part of the feature right. so well that's how you, i you realized mine was low yeah is the the i mean it was a dummy light it doesn't tell you you know what it, how much it doesn't even tell you which tire it is it just says you have low air pressures you have to go around and check them but there's only four so it's not that hard yeah yeah other than i had a bad back and it's hard for me to bend over and check the tire pressure yeah yeah i I, uh, I I used to put uh, well. I still have the motorhome. I have mm-hmm. air pressure monitor for that system because right. for the back for the dual wheels, it's really tough to go in and get get this the uh, cap off of the in, inner tire. Uh-huh. You know they'll have a. I'm sorry, it's not the inner tire. It's the outer tire. It's, it's odd as I don't want to explain why. Right, just the way it's set up. Any, yeah, it's the way it's set up. It's harder to get the. Uh, you first of all, you got to have one of those special kind of gauges that you can get over the thing from the back side. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Your your pressure gauge. Right. And, and and it takes a lot of time, you know, just bending over and running around. And there's actually six tires on that motorhome, you know. Right. So it's no it's no small deal. Yeah, because it's like a dually truck in the back. You know, those who, who right. are trying to vision it. So you've got two tires that are like sandwiched together on both sides yeah. in the back and then one tire in the front. And they're truck tires. So they're, they're you know, higher pressure and heavy-duty tires that last, you know, they've got like three inches of tread on them. I mean, they're they're uh, very hard rubber compared to like most car tires. Different different thing, really. Yep. You know, just a yep. different thing altogether. But uh, anyway, yeah. uh it it's, it's kind of fun to think about what mm-hmm. some of the stuff is coming down the road. 
yeah. I, I always enjoy enjoy that and say, hey, why don't we put put all these things together and and do something that and yeah. and and it, you know it it should be once you got that whole setup with just your you just plug your phone in at the top and it knows that you're ready to do something. If it can control the TV and turn it on, that's the only other step that's needed is right. that you can do a lot of things through the TV that you would do maybe with your iPad or your phone, mm-hmm. uh, but you got a bigger monitor, you know, yeah. especially if you got a more than one person that wants to participate. Yeah. Instead of, well, I've started because, essentially doing what you talked about. Like we very often do our, our, you know, family FaceTimes and stuff on an iPad and I take the iPad and air share it to the television. And then I set the, the iPad over by the TV and I usually right. set the iPad centered on the TV, but below it, rather than try to figure out a way to rig it up above it. Because if it's centered in below it, um, you know, where the TV is sitting, it's a more natural look for us. Otherwise, we look like we're, we're uh, you know, looking way up in the air like baby birds waiting to be fed or something. Uh, yeah. If the TV is mounted on the wall and the top of the TV is, you know, high up, whereas if I mount it lower... I mean, ideally, right, the best place to mount it would be like dead center in the middle of the television set because then it looks like we're looking right at you. But then we have to look at this big square in the middle of the. <laughs> I suppose if I was well, using the phone, that would be less of an issue, but it's still blocking a chunk of video in the middle of the screen. But just about any television that you have does have room to put it down below or put it on top. I just right. arbitrarily yeah. chose that as a place. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't matter. It's, put a yeah. stand there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Actually, putting it on a, like a gooseneck stand and putting it, centering it right in the middle of the screen would probably be the best, most natural place to put it. But you'd have to get over the fact that it's blocking that little piece of the screen. But you know, a phone in front of a big TV screen is probably not blocking that much. No. So. No, not really. In fact, uh, I've put my iPad up by my TV, and I I just put it on the side there a little bit I, I, mm-hmm. instead of centering it. Uh, yeah, but uh, in fact, you know, it it almost you know Apple used to sell a um, I don't think they still do. In fact, I'm pretty sure they don't. But they used to sell just a standalone uh, camera that you could like put on their computers. You know, before they started putting cameras in all of their devices, you could buy just that standalone camera. And you know that was in the the 90s and early 2000s, and it was you know it was you know about four inches across poor, and two inches qual- high. Yeah, and not very quality. oh yeah compared to today's stuff much much poorer quality but you know you could put a really high quality camera in a device that's you know a half inch by a half inch i mean it's really tiny now if you were to take that and you know hang it down from or mount it coming up from the bottom of the, and just place it in the middle of the screen when you wanted to do talking that little box wouldn't bother me at all while i'm sitting back and watching and then then i would get the image the you guys would get the impression that we're looking straight at you because we're looking at the picture of you and that's where the camera is. Right. You know, I, I, somebody needs to do that. I want a, a, a conference cam or a, or a, uh, you know, uh, portable camera system that's used for conferencing, you know, and uh, everybody's got one, right? Because of zoom these days, if it's not built into your device, you went and got one. Um, but most of them are still relatively large, and they don't need to be. The The actual camera hardware is so tiny. It, I mean, look at how big the camera is that's on your phone. I would like just that device separate from the phone, just one of those. Yeah. I would just buy this tiny little camera with a skinny stick that I could then mount it so that it's roughly dead center on my television set so I, that I could do I, my, my video conferencing that way. I, 
I've got another thought for you. How about a smart camera mount? In other words, when you set your phone on this thing, uh, maybe you plug it in even, uh, but, but it actually then connects to some little smart gyro motors so that it can take your camera and have it look down on, the floor, down on the floor if you want it to uh -huh. or up at the ceiling, whatever. But the reason I bring that up is because I do a Zoom uh, exercise class, and we get down on the floor. Now, right. you, you know, when you're Can't doing that. Can't you do that, that, though, with just the wide-angle lens like they're doing with the iPad Pro, and it'll then scan down or up or down digitally? Well, I got the, I got the impression that that was meant to be left or right kind of a scanning, at least the samples right. that they had on their... Uh, but either way, that you, were, but, but if you have a big enough sensor and a wide enough lens, you can, I mean, the wide lens is going to be wide, you know... Every, every direction. Every direction, yeah. right? So it should be able to scan up and down, too. I mean, maybe the software doesn't support that, but I think that makes more sense than actually having servos me mechanically moving the lens these days. Yeah, maybe so. It's you know, cheaper, yeah. let's put it that way. Yeah, and, but you can certainly do it in software if you have the lens that could do it. But I think you're right, though. Right, left, is that's very limiting. Why not go up and down? Because you're right. There's times when you're going to be down and not up, yeah. right? You know, it's like, right. and, and <laughs> you know, I mean, what happens when, when you're, you know, uh, you know, four foot eight person walks up next to the person who's, you know, seven foot three? You're going to have to scan up and down. <laughs> you know? Right. You know, you I mean, not every family has that it. problem, but some families do. Some people, you know, I mean, I'm a foot taller than my wife, which is, you know, not yeah. not that extreme. But but uh, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of difference there. <laughs> yeah. And and when you're talking about, you know, aiming or pointing the camera, uh, what if you have a baby or somebody who can't talk, but you'd like for the uh, other people to see it? Right. You know, so. Somehow there needs to be a, a Siri command or something like that that allows you to take take charge vocally and say down 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 or up yeah. up up or whatever to to guide the camera. Yo, to, video, uh, watch to, the baby. You know. Yes. <laughs> like then have yeah. lock lock in on the baby. And surely AI can tell a baby from some some characteristic, right? Yeah. Like they're. <laughs> Yeah, if you anyway. say watch the baby in a room where there's no baby, it'd be fun to see who it locks in on, right? <laughs> like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> it, it, it would just go searching that room in a pattern and saying, ah, the baby's got to be here yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know how to help you with that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, that's... <laughs> Excuse me. I'm going to go back to my uh, yeah. my yeah. other thing here. I was, but there's certainly options for using some of the technology that we have already and putting it together in a way that is better. And they haven't quite done that. And it would be nice if if Apple did it so it was fully integrated in the system. But you know what? I think that there's enough room in their system that somebody could actually put that together as an app and a device, right? to do the thing you were talking about with the phone as the as sort of the central hub there um yeah especially if they if they upgrade the next phone so that it's it's uh front-facing camera can do the same things that the ipad pro can do now in the world of apple today i will bet you that they will do that but they'll only do it on the iphone 12 pro models not the regular iphone models 
which is too bad because that's a feature that I think a large number of people benefit from, you know, the, the pan and scan well, camera. Well, well, it's, it's real clear from the recent, uh, uh, conference they had that they're very much going to get into the, uh, uh, zoom type of, of meeting, you know, yeah, multi group meetings. Yeah. They and missed so, that boat, but they're going to try to get back on it as quick as they can. And, and, and they're going to do as much extra stuff that they can, you know, it's just Apple, uh, way of doing things, you know, they're going to say, how can we make this better? So, mm -hmm. anyway, we'll see what kind of innovation they came up with, come up with, but, uh, I, I think we've, it's something that we can definitely look forward to because it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Uh, yeah, it's funny. I'm I'm just looking um, to see if there's like a really tiny webcam that you can get, and all of them seem to be like a small camera with these four inch wide wings that have microphones built into the sides of them. And it's like I don't want the microphones. I just want the tiny little, make it as small as possibly you can camera. Here's uh, oh, the, those things bad. exist out there. It's just for somebody to come up with a need to say this is what I've got to have for to do yeah. do the job best you know honestly i think if you do a search for like spy camera that's probably the better way to do it because then they then they understand right. you want the thing to be tiny i, I want this to be little. right little is yeah. important so the, the camera technology definitely is has micro sized stuff i mean they put cameras down people's throats these days to see what's going on oh, you know sure well the cameras that are on your iphone i mean if you look at the the whole camera is is you know less than a quarter inch square i mean you could fit the entire thing in a cube a quarter inch you know right um super yep. super tiny you know half a centimeter they're not big anyway uh the other news this last week is that apparently the supply chain for Apple is uh, is not doing just fine. There was some concerns about it earlier on, but they're getting yes. a lot of stuff uh, uh, early uh, that they hadn't anticipated. Right. So. Yeah. Well, some of the issue, the concern that I heard was, is like the the Apple chips is no problem because they have all of that booked and they have their time in the factories and contracts doing that, but that other chips, you know, little things like just A to D converters and stuff that they don't make themselves, they just buy. Those things are hard harder to come by um yeah and so that was the concern was that the stuff that wasn't necessarily specific to apple was going to be uh difficult for people to get or for apple to get into their production system but apparently you're saying that that seems not to be the case yeah it seems like uh, well it, you know it wasn't an exhaustive list but somebody right. said that uh, uh, a lot of the you know important things have been shipped and apple's got is stockpiling and right ready to start building and stuff. Well, you've got to think, too, that they're probably so. the largest purchaser of some of this stuff. So when they come to the, the manufacturer and say, you know, we get to the head of the line before you send these things out. Oh, you know, there's no doubt about that. By that's, golly, that's they get to the head of the line. You know? Everybody always complains about the big guy, but there's reasons for it. They're, they're also the big customer of the, the people, and they mm -hmm. don't want them upset. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a... That's a two-way thing. It always works to the advantage of the biggest and 
the guy who can sell the most, right? Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you have a a bigger uh, bigger pull with the suppliers for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh. Oh, I found a super tiny one. In fact, so tiny they don't even have a case on it. It's basically a lens mounted to a little bitty circuit board <laughs> for forty bucks. Yeah. And a USB connection. Yeah. So there's there's that's as tiny as you can get. Webcam, USB two, ten eighty p camera. I'm looking at a picture of a lady now. It says new glasses takes US by storm. And she's got these glasses on and it's got a camera <laughs> in, in in front of the in front of her eye it looks like yeah so that she can so that she can see uh the stuff electronically that's being apparently transmitted for somebody else you know mm -hmm. don't have to read the story on that but it's pretty obvious what's going on there it's a camera on her eye there, the, yeah it's or in front it of project, her eye projector on her a, eye no, it's in front of her eye because they're reading glasses, and this thing apparently magnifies and, and brings close to that eye uh -huh. because she can't see very well, okay? Right. So if she wants to have the vision uh, in that eye, see big letters so she can read them. Mm -hmm. It says everyone over 55 is rushing to get these reading glasses. Yeah. Well, you don't see things directly. You see them digitally. Uh after they're magnified and, and brought closer or whatever, so that now they're easy to read for you. Yeah. Just a electronic vision. Yeah. No, I get it. The, I, the, the concept makes sense, but it, um, uh, I have my doubts about the, the, uh, um, well, I think they leave one eye uncovered because if you, if you had them on both eyes, you might get lost trying to figure out where in the hell you are. You got to still have one, <laughs> Yeah. wide vision to say you know <laughs> what i want to look at's over here <laughs> yeah so i i don't know how well it'll really work but apparently somebody thinks it's a good idea yeah yeah well as i said i i think the idea is good i might i have doubts about the execution <laughs> of that you know um, but uh yeah but the, the concept is sort of like okay i get it by, by the way, I noticed somewhere that uh, Apple is making uh, some old operating systems available now uh, for free. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess I guess uh, if you if you can't support the new operating system, you may want to go back to, uh, to an old one for some reason. Right. And so you can always get them and have a machine that runs some older stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you want the older one, um, there was and I don't remember. I, Apple said it was an accounting issue, but there was a time where they were charging you for the operating system. And 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 up until just this last week, if you wanted to get those operating systems, you still had to pay them like $10 or something for the stupid operating system. Yeah. And now they're saying just download it. Yeah. So anyway, it just seems curious that you – Hey, come buy this old operating system. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, now at least they're not saying come buy it. They're just saying here it is. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, it's one of those things where you, you go, um, you know, if it, you know if you need it, and if you don't need it, it's a don't care, right? Yeah. But if you've got an older device that needs needs it, then it's like, yep, I know I need it. 
Yeah, and, and just in the whole Apple world, sometimes there's articles that are uh, not of particular interest to us, but one here, China orders Apple-backed ride-hailing service, and they've booted another company, I don't need to pronounce it Chinese-sounding, from the App Store. So in other words, somebody didn't do a good enough job, and the country said to, to Apple, we need this. Would you make one for us? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, the, Apple has been invested in, I think they're 30% owners of one of the ride-hailing services there in China. I had read about that previously. And so that must be what they're talking about. Is the, It's like the other guys and, are. And, and these little guys can never do it as good as the big guys, you know? Yeah. Anyway, the, the interesting picture is one of, of uh, uh, I forgot the name, Apple Tom, no? Who's the president of Apple? <laughs> oh, Tim Cook. Tim, Tim, not Or Tom. Tim Apple, if Tim. you're listening to uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's got Tim in the back of the back seat of a car, looking out, smiling. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> he takes ride article. sharing. He he ride yeah. shares everywhere. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I doubt if he drives. Yeah. Why should I? Yeah. Well, and if work, he drives, work. he does it because he likes driving. But uh, I, I, he would either drive or have a driver. He's not going to to call up any ride sharing service to go anywhere ever. <laughs> yeah. By, by the way, speaking of that, you know, I'm getting of an age where I'm thinking that, uh, you know, I might not want to keep my car much longer. In fact, this morning they gave me a reason why I don't because I've I've uh, I've had the trouble with this Hyundai uh, even from the get go with uh, a little thing that it's for emergency braking feature. But in mm -hmm. fact, it affects the whole business of, uh, of cruise control because it has a camera in front of uh, so that when you come close to somebody's rear end, you know how far away you are and it'll right. maintain the distance. While yeah, you've talked about that, but down. it's mounted like underneath the, 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 the bumper of the car, really low on the front end of the car. Right. Now, yeah. I had paid over $200 to fix that twice, right. but this was er early in ownership, and I had no idea that, that there was a, a danger of getting too close to something at the curb. You know, or, Right. Yeah, and that was know, the I, issue, I, right? It's like you're pulling into a curb somewhere, and they've got a little uh, the little cement stop uh, in a parking right. lot or, or a curb that you're nosing into, and if you come in, most cars... You know, you would no, you would nose in, and if you went too far, you would hit the tires. But before you ever get to the tires, there's this camera hanging down, this expensive camera that apparently yeah. um, you've had to well, let, replace let multiple times you, now. Let me tell you how how expensive. Now I only replaced it twice, that right up at the front end of my owning this Hyundai. Until today, uh, the camera sort of uh, st it started to quit when I was out on the freeway trying to use auto speed control on our way to a place in South Carolina where Sue and I were going to spend the three or four days. And that's maybe a month ago. Okay. So, and I just haven't had it serviced because of the, for over a year probably because of that until today. And so I mentioned that and the guy went in and looked and the quote he gave me was it's $2,000 to, uh, fix the alignment of this because you have to take the fender and everything off in order to get to it. Not the fender, the bumper. And then if the camera is bad itself, then it's another $600. Yeah. 
Now, it was cheaper before because it was under warranty. And today, mm -hmm. the, the, today the pitch was, would I like to replace the car instead of doing that? Oh, you geez. know, in other words, buy a new car. Let's just trade it in. Yeah. You know? Well, have, have you fixed that particular feature? Because if not, I'm just going to break it again because it's a crappy design. No, I don't want another one of your crappy designs. Holy I, moly. I, told, I said crappy design pretty loud, and we were in the sales room. <laughs> and then the guy and, and the guy quickly got me off of that and he yeah. said the thing again and I said the crappy design and I said it louder yeah <laughs> so he he wasn't going to tempt me again <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> because I was upset I and don't blame fact, you I, I would first, be very upset very very first thing I said you know uh that's an easy decision no I'm not going to do it you know yeah there's no way on earth so, I'm buying another one of these <laughs> that's right and 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 I, I just about I thought about it, at least saying, you know, because how do I know the new Hyundai cameras are not in just as vulnerable place? And he showed me some pictures that he had taken of this thing down there and right. the whole little front end. You know, that camera can't be misaligned too much and it won't see the car right in front of it, you know. Right. And 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 it's an alignment in two ways, up and down and left and right. Well, up and down is much more critical than right and left because right. where it's mounted, this thing could tip real easy. And I looked at it when I got out, and I says, "Well, what a crappy design! Boy, was I right! Mm -hmm. This thing is on a on a really flimsy piece of metal that it can be twisted clear from the other side of the car." If you, yeah. If Why you bang is this it stupid thing here, shooting out between the grill up above yeah. the bumper where it will never get hit by anything ever? That would be my yeah. question. It just it just annoyed the hell out of me. Yeah. Uh, so now I don't have auto. I don't even have speed control that yeah. I can rely on from now Our on. Our crappy car I'm costs glad. too much to fix. Would you like a new one? <laughs> but at my age, I'm not. I'm not planning on making too many long road trips. In fact, we've decided we're not. We're canceling our January trip to Florida. Even mm -hmm. even though we weren't going to take our car, we were going to take a rental car, which you know probably has a backup or speed control that'll work. Yeah. Uh, at least I would insist that it did. <laughs> yeah. But. Never, but nevertheless, uh, long distance and, and tr in traffic uh, uh, driving for me is something that I'm going. It's you know I'm not going to do much more, okay, because mm -hmm. of my age and my vision and all that. And that was because uh, a young guy zipped around me on the right side on an entrance ramp right. after I after I took uh, uh, my grandson to the airport last week, right. and scared the crap out of me uh you know if i he almost wanted to run over me trying to force me off the the ramp and he mm -hmm. was on my right side coming from behind yeah and you know somehow he's I, decided I, you're not moving fast enough for him and so he's gonna zip around you right yeah so the sad fact of the matter is people reason. you know do that all the time regardless of of you know who's driving behind them, yeah but. right but but Old folks out in traffic with people like that, uh, I don't want to put my life in danger, you know? Yeah. I just don't want to do it. And furthermore, mm -hmm. I can't drive for a long time, and I get tired. So anyway, that's that's uh, it's something that sooner or later when you get old, you got to make a decision. I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to drive anymore, or at least not drive in traffic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's, if it's, if it's at a point where it's causing you a lot of stress and you're not feeling like it's uh, – safe because your reaction times aren't what they used to be then it's time to say okay i'm not going to do that that's right yeah you know that's yeah, a re so I've, I've, reasonable I've and expected decision 
I've, I've kind of made that decision. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do any more long trips, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, even short, if, even if you short do... trips are going to be they're going to be timed so that the traffic isn't bad. We're all sure. otherwise I'm not going to do those. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. But you can, you know, being retired, you can you can plan your trips to the grocery store and stuff when there's not, you know, not not when people are coming and going from work and things like that when there's more traffic out on the road. And yep. uh, and for longer trips, you just say, well, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to find alternate transportation. I'm not going to take a I'm not going to drive. Right. Yeah. So. Now, now that got me back to the, what I was thinking of when I originally started this whole thing. I actually welcome the ability to call somebody and take me somewhere or I'm going to be welcoming of that in the future uh-huh. uh, for sure. Yeah. Because why, why not? It's safer, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that everybody out there is a safer driver than me, but uh, uh, better, better than me driving some, you know, at some point. Right. Uh, but, but my wife is not, you know. So there's the issue. Yeah. But I'm I'm willing to change. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and she won't fly, so that if you're going to try to take a trip somewhere, you can't do that. So basically, yeah. it's like, well, let's look into trains and buses, right? Because that's the only way to to get from one place to another if you want to do that you know yeah. it's like if, that florida trip you're talking about you could probably look into alternative transportation if you wanted to yeah well we were we were going to go down and catch a boat's what we were going to do right but you, you know? got to get down there so i got to get down there yeah so. that's what i'm saying it's you know there's probably options via train or via bus to do that see the i the but, first idea of rent, renting a car to go down there is that way we didn't have to pay for a storage for our car for a week. You know, it's probably just as cheap to rent one to go down. Right. No, that you makes know? a lot of sense. Actually, my cars are old. I'm one of those people who drives cars till they die. And so and even when they die, I resuscitate them a few times. Um, and so, uh, yeah, when I take a longer trip, I just rent a car. I, you know, I, I've got an older car that I, I don't want to have a breakdown in my car somewhere. I don't know the people and I'm often, you know, who knows where. I just rent a car. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 you know, I just consider that part of the cost of the travel. And so, and quite honestly, rental cars were dirt cheap up until last year when all the rental car yeah. agencies, in order to maintain their, um, to stay in business, they basically sold off all their inventory. And so right now they're very short of inventory. And of course, car manufacturers are sitting with very low inventory, so they can't even buy a lot of cars to like replenish themselves. So rental car prices are, uh, if not fifty percent, some of them are a hundred percent over what they were a year, uh, you know, a year and a half ago. So, like yeah. a car that would have cost you two hundred bucks is somewhere between three and four hundred bucks to rent for a week now. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you, I just, you just brought up another thing, and that's inflation overall. It's amazing the price things. I, I paid sixteen dollars for a haircut this morning. Yeah, you know, uh, I think it was somewhere around eight to ten before this. Really? So my my care yeah. haircut, my haircuts have been sixteen to twenty bucks for years, and that's about what they oh. are still here. Well, they've they've gone up a lot here. Yeah, and it, and this is at one of those chain places, you know. You you you, you get somebody different every time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I I was a little shocked at that. I that was that was quite an increase. So yeah. Anyway, hey, just as an FYI. Um, and this yeah. is just an example because it's not from your ha- from where you are to. Uh, I guess Raleigh is quite a bit east of you, isn't it? Who? Raleigh is Raleigh, North Carolina oh, yeah. is east yeah. of you. 
So, but anyway, yeah. from from Raleigh to Orlando, round trip ticket on Amtrak is one hundred thirty six dollars. So, so you might be able to Amtrak it down to, I don't know where you leaving out of. Uh, well, if I were to leave on a train, I would generally leave out of Charlotte. No, I, I meant but, on the. But on, they don't, I didn't mean where you're leaving but, out of to go there. I know you're leaving from your house. I meant where oh, is the boat leaving out of? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't remember that. You don't remember? Is it? You don't know where the ship is? Where were you going to meet the ship? Uh, I, I didn't pay that much attention. I just figured, you know, we're going to rental, get get something to get down there, and by then we'll care. You know, cause we gotta so you're there. heading to Florida, but you don't know where in Florida to get on this boat? I assume it's Miami area somewhere. Okay. Okay. Obviously, you weren't the one doing the details of the planning here. That's right. <laughs> I just I just made the call and made the reservation. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how Mom and I parsed up the job. See. Yeah. She doesn't like to make make arrangements to make calls that doesn't bother me to talk to somebody. Charlotte to Miami so. Amtrak tickets one hundred and six dollars. Hmm. Well, might have to catch a cat taxi from the. Well, yeah, you, other yeah, you might have to taxi or Uber over to then the ship, you know, or, yeah. or but, uh, uh, or if you're going to stay down there one night before you get on the ship to your hotel, but I would bet that you could probably uh, call the hotel and they'd send a shuttle and get you even if you were coming in to go stay at a hotel somewhere. Yeah, probably. So I'm just saying you don't have to necessarily cancel your trip. You can, there are alternatives. If you were going to rent a car, it was going to cost you, you know. 300 bucks or so anyway so spend that money on on train tickets and go down yeah that's a good idea i haven't canceled the, the thing yet so yeah. i'm glad to talk to you yeah you know i we mean, might do this yeah yeah i mean <laughs> you know if it was me i'd say get an airplane flight but i know with mom that ain't happening oh. so <laughs> oh oh oh, oh. Wait, wait a minute there's a complication yeah one of the one of the problems is uh i want to take my scooter with me uh-huh I bet that they will and, accommodate that. Well, uh, I would absolutely bet that they would accommodate that. They might, you know. In fact, they, I would say that, that. In fact, not only would they accommodate, they probably legally are required to because of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Yeah. So they, you know, they so, would they would say, "Let's get you up on the train with assistance," and then they'll put the scooter in in a luggage hold and say, "And we'll get it out for you when we get wherever we're going, sir." Yeah. Well, that might work. Yeah, they might not See, let you I, drive I, the scooter I, around I, on the train, but but, but I, I'm I sure still, you can bring I, it. I still have to trust that the guy on the boat was really telling me the truth when he says, "Yeah, I can do all the things that I planned on this uh, trip uh, using my scooter." Mm -hmm. But uh, the, well, I'd we, certainly we look rented, into the alternative things. Uh, Amtrak yeah. does have a, a a a train that has several different departures during the day that'll get you to Miami if that's where you needed to go or Orlando, if that's where you needed to go. Um, and it looks to be, you know, give or take around a hundred bucks uh, for a ticket from there, you know, distance. -wise. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, and that's, the, uh, it's, it's funny too, because the East coast Amtrak does things better than uh, they do on the West coast. Like here, if I try to take a train to San Francisco, it goes part of the way, and then I have to stop, get off, take a bus for like 100 miles, then get off the bus and back onto the train and then go the rest of the way. Oh, that sounds like fun. And part, <laughs> Yeah, and it's like part of it is because 
you know, it's not like there aren't train tracks between here and there, but it's it's uh, Amtrak doesn't own the tracks. They license, you know, space to run on those tracks, and apparently they don't have a contract to go all the way. So on this end of the country, you know, there's like one set of tracks that go between here and San Francisco, and, and Amtrak can't pr- take them. <laughs> and so they can only go part of the way, which is like, really? How stupid is that? <laughs> You know, yeah. I'm going to take a train trip and a bus trip. And, you know, it was like, well. Oh, boy. Yeah. But that's yeah. not the case on the East Coast. There's enough different options that they can actually, you know, take the train all the way down. So, anyway, yeah. just an option. That, you know, and it's not like buses are necessarily horrible. It's just like, you know, changing. It's it's like the difference between a a direct flight and a flight where you have to change planes two or three times, right? It's like the changing yeah. is the pain. It's like that's a that's a pain to get in a station and then have to find the next place and get the connecting. You know, it's like I don't want that. Just just get on the thing and then get off the thing, and I want to be where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. The last time I came out to see you, I was lucky. I actually got a nonstop direct flight, which was really nice because it was a red eye. So I got on at night and woke and got there in the morning, you know, and I didn't have to stop and, you know, wait in an airport to catch a, a connecting flight or, you know, I don't want to do that in the middle of the night. <laughs> I don't want to do it anytime, but in the middle of the night was like, no. Um, so you you know, Al- Alex, Alex basically took a red eye with American. I didn't know they mm-hmm. did that. Yeah, that's know? who I flew to. Oh, it is. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. When I came out last time, I flew American and and left uh I left out of Ontario and left at like nine o'clock at night and got in there a little before six in the morning. Yep. That's about the same time. Yeah. Now I wish I had slept a little bit because usually I sleep on planes. No problem. But for whatever reason that flight, I didn't, I was up all night, but, uh, well, honestly that probably made it easier to adjust to the time though. Cause when I got there, I'd basically been up all night. So the next day I was I had no problem going to bed at your bedtime, which is three hours early for me because I'd been up all night. So maybe there was some some uh, secret smarts in yeah. that, you know. Alex sort of did the same thing, but he took a nap that afternoon, that first day he got in. Right. And I, I thought about that, but I intentionally didn't because, I mean, I kind of maybe got a little bit of a snooze sitting in a chair in the living room with you guys. But I, I wasn't going to take a full-fledged nap because then I didn't want to be up till midnight your time. No, because I'm too too awake. Well, Alex hadn't planned on it, but once he got his stomach full, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> the combination, you know. Yeah, yeah, you fill your stomach and have a bowl of ice cream, and then you're out. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wish, I wish, I wish we could get him to join us on this. You know, I understand his concerns with his with his work, but I really think that if he. Um, you know, joined us, he would see that we're not talking about anything that's even remotely related to anything he does. We're, you know, it's all consumer technology and consumer electronics. Yeah, I'll, I'll just ask him to listen to one of our podcasts and see yeah. how it goes. Well, know? and and maybe you could call him and talk uh, talk about that too, because you know, I I tried, and so it's it's you know, if the second person sort of chimed in and said, "Hey, you know, we don't talk about anything that you would do, and would never even ask you what you do on air," you know, we we, we just want to yeah. talk about, you know. Mostly Whatever Apple stuff, but 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 general, just general, you know, technology that's that's consumer electronics. It's has literally nothing to do with what you're doing, you know, unless you do something yeah. secret with ele- consumer electronics that we don't even know about. In which case, you don't have to tell us because we don't we don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't care. You know, we just yeah. enjoy enjoy having his voice, uh, you know, chime in. Uh, yeah, I think that that would be fun. I'm, I might do that. Yeah. 
So, so, but I think we would have to really make sure that he understands that it's, you know, we get sure. it that you know he works in a in a you know government contracting business in technology, so he can't talk about any of that, and that's fine. We know that, you know, we're not going to ask you anything about what you do or you know why you do it. We and we, we but we just would love to have you join us in the conversation and tell us why, why you like your iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. It's funny in this conversation, you know, you were talking about this. I actually went on to um, Amazon and found a small USB driven um, camera, and it's it's thirty bucks. Well, it's thirty nine bucks, so it's forty bucks. Um, thinking I might get one of those and see if I can use that as a webcam and dangle it down in front of my television set, so that when we look straight at the TV, that camera's picking us up because it's small enough that sitting back, you know, in a room that you wouldn't even notice it or it wouldn't bother you sitting there. Yeah. And I think that would be pretty cool. How would you mount it so it didn't, you know, you could stay steady? Well, I mean, once it's there, it's not going to move, right? So, I mean, you could just dangle it down on the USB cord if you wanted, but I suppose I could take like a metal hanger and create a hook that holds it and just dangles it down from the top. I don't want anything thick, you know, just something skinny. To Yeah. And the wire itself well, would hold it. I mean, it's literally, in this picture, I'm looking at it, and it looks like it's maybe three-quarters of an inch square with a little lens mounted right in the middle. So it's just a it's a circuit board with a lens mounted in the middle and a USB cord coming off of it. And the USB uh, cord is probably half the diameter of the lens. I mean, you know, it's the, the, it's the you could dangle the whole thing from the USB cord, no problem. Yeah. Well, I was thinking it, it would shoot down if it's, you know, the, it depends which way the lens goes. Yeah, yeah, and it could cord. also be on a weird angle unless you, you know, do something to hold it straight, right? It could be like tilted. That, that, a, that's what I was That's what I was thinking about. You yeah. want to kind of have it Something that keeps it square to the, forward, to the surface of the, the, the top of the TV or to the to the room, right? You don't want it all tilted yeah. to the left. Or, or or even if it had just a little suction cup on it or something to stick it yeah. on, you know? Yeah, that might even work on the on the screen. Um, I don't know if I want to put a mark on my TV screen either. I don't like touching the screen very much. Um, yeah. But uh, but you're right. There needs to be something that keeps it stable and straight. But uh, it's interesting. This is called ArduCam, and it's designed to work with, like, um, uh, the uh, Raspberry Pi or an Arduino as a camera that you can plug into that that computer but you could just plug it into any computer so i could set my laptop down underneath uh. or my ipad down underneath and and then just say use that camera and that would be then the camera i would use for facetime or zoom or whatever and i could mm-hmm. you know hang it in the middle of my my screen and then we would be looking at you in a natural way yeah or see the other possibility that it occurred to me is is if if you had something on a wall, then just use a projector TV, you know, and right. you'd project right the cam. The, well, the projector might mess with your camera though too. If you're, oh if yeah, shine light right into, into the it. camera. Yeah, m- but maybe angle, that won't work. But you could angle it right. But I, I like where you're going with that, you know. Or honestly, but, but, if you had a yeah, uh, a screen or a sheet or something white even to put as a background, and then just poke a little pinhole in it where the camera sticks out, right? Because the camera itself well, is super tiny. Well, you know, sometimes these screen TVs are intentionally, they're not perpendicular right onto the wall. They're designed to reshape the the, uh, the projections to make it uh, rectangular on the wall. Mm-hmm. But 
but it's it's at an angle. It's, it's where it's really shooting it's, from, from a ceiling right, or something right. like that, you know? So yeah. it wouldn't bother a camera then anyway. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, because they they'll um, uh, have adjustments for if the if it's not square centered on the place you're projecting, you can tilt it up and then then use the right. um, the the lens to then correct for any uh, um, uh, what do they call that um, uh, the viewpoint angle or whatever. I can't, I'm blanking on the term, but uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely you know, right. I, that that's what you would want because well, you want it off center. You don't want it shining straight into the camera. While I was talking to you, I looked up at my ceiling to think, you know, thinking of if I put a projector camera in this room because I've got this right. big wall right in front of me here. The only problem is I've also got this big fan that's rotating, and it would probably yeah. go flip, flip, flip through the through the yeah. uh, video projection system. Well, it's been, anyway. a few, been a few years since I've been in a classroom, but last time I was in a classroom, one of the things we were doing was um, – uh, replacing some of the projectors in classrooms where you had a projector that was back about, you know, 10 or 15 feet and then would shoot at the screen to one that sat like less than a foot in front of the wall and it would project up onto the wall and then do the correction so that the projector yeah. literally sat underneath the, uh, ah, the, the screen yeah. it was on. It was a short, short throw projector, uh, which was ah. kind of a, a really cool idea, I thought. Well, you know, those big screen TVs, early ones that they had, they had things built like that where the camera was shooting up and they just cover that whole area in the back. You remember they were about uh, two feet thick from the front to the back? Yeah. That was basically to allow you to do that so that it was uh, mirrored onto this, uh, I don't know how to describe the screen, but you, back, you it was mirrored on the back of the screen you're watching. You're on the other side of this uh, mm -hmm. not opaque material, what's it called, translucent? Uh, yeah, like a translucent screen material that it projected on. Yeah. So that, yeah, it was a projector that basically shot into a mirror and then back up onto uh, the screen, and it, showed, it, it would project in a mirror image, but then when you were on the other side of the screen, you saw everything correctly, and that's how big screen TVs right. were built at one point in time. Yeah. They're sort of self-contained yeah. projectors. Yeah, the only yeah. thing is they were a big piece of furniture, you know. Oh, big, That's why yeah. they didn't sell too well. Yeah, yeah, very expensive, very big. And also, um, if you had to move them, you had to be careful because it was really easy to throw one of the projectors. And they were usually three-beam projectors, right? They had a red, uh, was it red, uh, right. blue, red, yellow, green, or whatever? Uh, no, yeah. red, red, blue, green. Anyway, um, they would get out of alignment. That was They were notorious for like one of yeah. the three projectors would be just a hair out of alignment. And so everything looked like it had a red fringe or a green fringe. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was tough. It was tough to get a good quality picture with those. I think that's why they ultimately failed. Yeah. You know, as things got better, there was no good way to make those much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm looking at an, uh, an LG ultra th short throw projector. And it can be four if you if it's four point three inches away from the wall, it can project a sixty inch diagonal screen. At fifteen wow. inches away from the wall, it can project a one hundred inch diagonal screen. And it's only fifteen yeah. inches away from the wall. And that's impressive. Yep. It, is. it is. Yeah. And then you know, and then it does the um uh alignment to make sure that what it's projecting is rectangle, rectangular. I, I what 
do you know what kind of resolution you get on that screen though? Uh, I, that, I don't think it's ever as good as a direct, uh, um, uh, I think, LEDs and stuff. Uh, oh, it's a 1080p. This one's 1080p, but there are 4k projectors as well. Yeah. Yeah. This one's 1080p, uh, which, I mean, that's as good as the television you've got. Now the picture, a lot of, a lot that has to do with the picture is the medium in which you project up onto, you know? And so an actual projector screen has some like luminescence in it so that the picture is much more crisp, the material, it's not just white. So even a white wall is not going to be yeah. quite as clean and sharp as, uh, you know, right. like a television set. That was the thing is they were always a little washed out in their colors and you had to dim the room a little bit in order to really take advantage of a projector. But the idea that you could project, I mean, imagine a hundred inch, you know, you can put a hundred inch or more screen up. That's, that's home theater. That's fun. Yeah. You know? Well, if I ever buy another television, which I don't know if I ever will because, uh, but, but I would get a bigger one. I've got a 55, yeah. which at the time was, wasn't the biggest. They were, they were making sixties, yeah. but, uh, you know, now, uh, you can get a hundred. That's good quality. I mean, they've got the resolution mm -hmm. to start is caught up sort of, you know, yeah. By making well, the four, the, yeah. 4K. Well, by going to 4k, you can go bigger and still look really good. And the, the well, other I'd thing too is the 8k now. Yeah. Well, they, make 8K. they do. They the do. Problem, the problem, the pro problem that's not in the, the sweet spot. Right. You know, there's that you, if you look at it, it's like, remember when you'd buy hard drives, you could look at it and say, okay, you, you, what, how much is it costing me per gigabyte or per megabyte at one point in time, but per gigabyte of storage, right? And at one point, you, there's a point where it's, the, the, it's per gigabyte the cheapest, and then that number starts going up because it's harder to manufacture the bigger ones. Same thing with TVs. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's, you know, how many inches can I get? per dollar that I'm spending, right? And there's a sweet spot right. where, where you sort of go like, okay, anything bigger than this, now I'm starting to pay a premium because those TVs are harder to manufacture and there aren't as many. But that number always seems to keep growing. And I remember at one point in time, like a 48-inch was like the sweet spot because they sold 50 and 60-inch, but those were ridiculously expensive. And now I think, honestly, the sweet spot is probably sitting at about like 65 inches and some 70-inchers. And then... If you go above that, you start paying a premium, but um, but and and all of them are at least 4K now. You you can't even buy a non 4K TV uh, unless you get a really small one where it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you've got a 30 inch TV, 4K makes no sense at all. Uh, yeah. You know, unless you're going to use it as a computer monitor as well, in which case then I guess, you know, I mean, I have a I have a 4K TV that I use as my computer monitor now. I used to have two. 1080p TVs side by side or, or monitors rather I've replaced the two yeah. monitors with one big 4k television set and that's what I use as my monitor in the in my in my shack out back studios but does that really use the 4k I I heard yes. that some of those things if you plug the HDMI in that that doesn't give you the full amount yeah it works fine at 4k um every once in a while when you boot if you reboot everything it comes up and it doesn't seem to recognize that it's in 4k mode and uh and it's real noticeable that it's not all of the smaller text is fuzzy and it just it's you know and so you just have to restart everything again and it'll then come back up but every once in a while it'll glitch out like that and just not quite and what it is is you'll go into like uh, i go into um uh you know the system preferences on my mac and go to yeah. display and it will tell you, it identifies the name of the display. And if it says the model number of this television set, 43S435, 
then I then it it's perfect and 4K works. Every once in a while, when mm-hmm. I re, when I reboot it, it doesn't say that. It says something else. It'll it'll not recognize what kind of TV it is, and it won't go to 4K if it doesn't recognize that this you know the model. And so it's a communication mm-hmm. it's a communication issue. But for a lot of people, I think the issue is the wrong kind of uh, wrong kind of HDMI cable. And I think this is just absolutely terrible. You know, there's HDMI. One, there was HDMI 1.2, HDMI 2, HDMI 2.1. HDMI people need to stop that. What they need to say is this is a 4K cable, this is a 1080p cable, this is a 8K cable. They just, you know, it should be HDMI 4K, HDMI. Don't get, I don't care if it's 2 or 2.1. I need to know, will it work with my television set? And you don't know unless you do a lot of reading and educating yourself. And I think way too many people don't get the 4K that they should be getting. Or don't get the 8K if you have one of the new 8K TVs, uh, just because you don't have the right HDMI cable. And in fact, some TVs, because in addition to HDMI, they've got that uh, copy protection built into HDMI, so you can't like directly record the signal. Um, yeah. And it's HDMC or something like that. Um, and if you don't get the right level of HDMI cable, that won't work. My brother-in-law oh. ran into that. He he bought a new 4K TV, and he wasn't getting any 4K image. And it turned out the issue, or no, he couldn't get any image at all. It wouldn't work. Turns out he had uh, the the wrong version of HDMI H- cable. cable, and he had to go then buy. Oh. And so he had to go do some reading. Go, well, what's the difference between a a 2.0 and a 2.1 and a 2.2? And and you know he had to educate himself to go figure that out. Um, and then after that. He found out that the device that he had, uh, there's a he, he uses for his uh, television set a an Amazon Echo. They have like a video box that's sort of equivalent to the Apple TV, and yeah. uh, and the one they had a new model, but they didn't call it like Model Two or a 4K model. Or, it was just, you know, he just had to go buy the same exact thing twice, and the newer model supported 4K, the older one didn't. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so you know, I mean, it wasn't terribly expensive. I mean, but it was terribly annoying that he had to go buy another cable and and a new streaming device so that he could see things in 4K. Once he did, it all works yeah. great. But you know, and that's not written down anywhere. That you don't know that, you know. And and let me tell you, the 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 minimum wage dude hanging out at um, uh, that's supposed to be working at uh, at your local Best Buy. Uh, Half the time, the information he's going to give you is wrong, so I don't know that I would trust him. You really need to just go online and do some research and educate yourself. But it's terrible mm-hmm. because you shouldn't have to do that much work. The The marketplace should be much better at telling you what you need and don't need. Yep. Yep. You know, and that well, arena is consumer electronics. How come you can't do consumer electronics well? And quite honestly, that's something I, I get irritated at Apple, too, because you can buy the newest Apple TV – to plug into your television set and it wouldn't work if you didn't have the right HDMI cable and Apple doesn't do anything. You know, Apple doesn't sell you an HDMI cable that says, you know, this is the one you need with this device or, you know, it's, it's, they don't, they haven't made that any better. It's the problem they have not solved. And I wish they would, or somebody would. Mm. I mean, somebody who makes cables should do that. Just say, this is, you know, the one (laughs) use this model, whatever (laughs) it works for 4k, you know, yeah. It's irritating. Anyway, irritating. it looks like, uh, uh, as far as holidays go, this was one to try to blow out all old Apple 
pre M1 Apple devices. They're almost giving them away at various places. And I, I don't mean giving them away, but to sell them at, at probably what they paid for them, you know, just to get them out of out of their stock. Because the longer they wait, the the tougher it's going to be to sell those things, you know. The what is it you're talking about? Pre M1. Oh. Uh, Max. Right, right. The Intel Max. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. If, if Apple they're, may not discount them, but they will certainly sell them at a discounted price to to uh, Best Buy and Amazon, who will just dis discount the crap out of them uh, to move yep. them. Because you're right. Anybody. Well, here again, you and I would never ever go buy an Intel Mac right now. If I had a MacBook, right. if if I, we've got family members who have MacBook Airs, and if their MacBook Air conked out right now, they would go to Apple or go to Best Buy and say, you know, what's it? Look Apple? at this purchase. Look at this sale price I got. Yeah. Oh, it's like, happy. and you know what? And you know what? It would work fine for them for probably five or six years or, or however yeah. long, you know, it's because it's going to run uh, a browser. They could run all their doc, you know, Google Docs or Microsoft Word and Excel, all the stuff they want to yeah. do. It's going to be fine. Absolutely fine. You know, I used to get really irritated at that. You know, my, my brother, I love him very much, but I remember he came to me one time and showed me his new phone that he bought. It was an Apple phone, and he bought it in July. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, in 30 days, because this is back when they were doing them in August or September. I can't remember. Maybe it was August. He bought it. It was basically a birthday gift. His birthday's at the end of July, and he got it. You know, he, he decided to get a new phone. He needed one, and he, so he went and picked one out. Um, and it's like, yeah. if you'd have waited like three weeks, you could have had the latest and greatest for the exact same price. And, and he looked at me and went, this one's good. I like it. It's better than the one I had, you know, cause he gets one yeah. every, you know, like a lot of people, he gets one every three or four years. The other one hadn't died completely, but it was having, you know, some issues and it was beat sure. up and the glass was dinged. And, and so it was like, you know, it was time and I understand that. And I've learned to step back and say, my perspective isn't everybody's perspective although i do wish that like in that particular arena you know when it comes to tech you and i know that very well use us as a resource family members yeah not, i'm not saying strangers call me but family members come on if you if you've got somebody in your family who who is that tech person just ask them hey is 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 something new coming out because i'm in the market for and they'll be able to tell you you know they'll go oh yeah, yeah they just came out with something new so go buy it or they'll say you know, hey, wait, something's coming out new in a couple days, you know. Of course, that can backfire, yeah. too. I have a daughter who needs a, uh, a laptop, and, uh, and she's been ready to get a laptop for a while, and I've been telling her, well, we'll just wait, because uh, she complains about the fact that there's not some ports on the one. She has an Air right now, and she wants to keep, yeah. like, the memory card port, and there's been rumors that the new pros will have the memory card slot and stuff in them again. And I said, oh, yeah, 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 they're probably coming in a, in a couple weeks. And then, oh, they're going to come with what you know at, at Worldwide Developers Conference. Oh yeah, yeah, they still haven't come out. So, I have told her repeatedly though that the um, the new MacBook Air is a phenomenal computer, faster than anything I own, and she would love it. Um, it's but it does it gives you a couple USB C ports and nothing else. So if you if you want a uh, an SD card port, you've got to get a dongle. Um, you know, so you know, if you want ports on the side of your computer. Rumor has it they're coming back on Apple devices, and you should wait a little bit. But if if you yeah. uh, if you need a device today, go buy one. You'll be fine. Yeah, you know. Yep. 
it does matter perspective is how you see it yeah yeah well i mean there you know we all have family members who who are into or follow certain things right so it just makes right. sense to say hey you know if you've got that 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 gearhead in your family that just loves cars before you buy a car talk to the gearhead and say hey any thoughts on <laughs> i'm in the market for a car you know, and you don't have to listen to them, but at least ask them because otherwise they're going like, right. oh, man, you blew it, you know, for for thousand dollars less. You could have gotten this model and it does X, Y and Z that that model doesn't do. And you just didn't know. And, you you know, yeah. it's like, oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think once you're a, a techie and something, you kind of always really get anxious when there's something new comes out you want to be the first one to get it right yeah there's a certain <laughs> amount of like uh internal angst on that right yeah you know, just like i i uh it's, you know it's, it's, it's hard to hold off to it's hard to hold off to, to second or third editions but but there's always something to be gained by doing that always yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The first release of something, they you know, they're, they're, they'll find something that they've engineered great, but is like, you know, it doesn't quite do this well. Or, oops, we found a weakness in our design, and if you wait, the the, the revised model will come out and fix that problem. But, uh, you know, you've got to be conscious about that and 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 make an effort. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, you just get what you get. But, you know, again, most of the world is happy to just get what they get. If it works, it works, you know. You know, I just, yep. need, a new lap I just need a new laptop. Mine is dead. Or, you know, it's, it's flaky enough that I'm just I'm fed up with it, and I, and I want a new one, and I want a new one now, right? And so it's like, okay, <laughs> go buy one, you know. And honestly, right. you could probably get a great deal on an Intel, as we were just saying, you know, an, an Intel-based Mac from Amazon or Best Buy. I'm sure they're discounting them. And uh, it's not like that computer is going to suddenly stop working just because they've come out with, you know, a different uh, chip inside their computers. Uh, and even if I, I would expect that at least the next two or three versions of the operating system will still support the Intel processors. And even if they stop supporting the Intel processors, they will probably still put out bug patches and fixes uh, and security updates for those for another couple of years after that. And let's face it, you know, if you add in two or three years of updates and then two or three years of patches and fixes, your computer's now six years old and you're probably ready to get a new one anyway. Because if you use a laptop, you know, I mean, if you're using it as your daily driver for whatever it is you do in your work, yeah, you know, six mm -hmm. years is probably, uh, you know, a good lifespan. Yep. So. Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've got another one that went over the hill uh, just last week. My original MacBook. Right. Yeah. Yours is now Did you in, notice the, that? in the, uh, it, it has been graduated yeah. to, to, uh, to, uh, the history books, right? It's no longer a right. actively supported device. That's the shortest, that's the shortest lifespan of, a, of an app ever, any Apple device I've owned. Right. And you it's say just, lifespan, just, it still works, works just I, fine. Well, no, I meant full, fully supported. Correct. Lifespan. Right. Yeah. No, I know. But that's the point I was making is even if Apple says, you know, this is no longer a um, a currently supported uh, device. Yeah. It still works. But see, to me, the, to me, the support that counts is the new OS is really what I'm getting to. Right. You and know? I'm with you on that. I, I, 
I would I would have a hard time being a Mac user and not being able to run the latest operating system. So if my machine has gotten to the point where I can't run the OS anymore, then I would yeah. be frustrated. And the same thing with like my phone or, or or iOS. Like the current version of iOS supports back to the iPhone 6S. And so it's like, you know, if I had an iPhone 6, it's like, okay, it's time. In fact, the the um, the version of iOS mm-hmm. that they're coming out with is eight is fifteen. 14, which we're running on right now, goes back mm-hmm. to the 6S, but it's the first one that didn't also support, like 13 supported the 6. You know, 14 supports the 6S, which yeah. was like one year newer. And uh, that's why last year we upgraded to iPhone 11 phones because Elaine had a 6, and she couldn't upgrade to the latest version of the operating system anymore. And so I said, okay, it's time. Yeah. You know, yeah. and she, you know, she'd had her phone for quite a long time at that point. Um, you know, it was six years, seven years old. And it's like, okay, time to upgrade. The only thing I've got to say is she had the regular iPhone 6. And when she went to the iPhone 11, the regular iPhone 11 is substantially bigger and heavier. And she was even like yeah. a little taken back by it. It was like, you know, that that's a bigger device. That's, um, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it's not like she sticks it in her pocket. It goes in her purse, but. But it was, I think she was a little, I think she really likes it now, but I think initially she was a little taken back by uh, the fact that it was just. That's understandable. There's, there's a number of these uh, devices just too dang big. I, yeah. I just don't like. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, if, you want if, if yeah. I had been in the market See, for the current re- generation, I probably would have bought the iPhone 12 mini. Yeah. Yeah. You see, what I'm kind of looking forward next is the is the flip phone. You know, oh, whenever yeah, they the one that the rumored uh, folding that. screen, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I'd like to wait till that comes out because yeah. I think it's inevitable. Seems the to phone be the way they're the going. I want, I, I want the phone small. You know, I if I want something big on iOS, then I want my 12 inch and even yeah, 15, get your iPad, 15 out. or 16 inch. Yeah, right. it's the iPad. Just, yeah, you know this this in between size never cut it to me because even you know long time ago remember my last computer that I had it was a Windows one it was, mm-hmm. I got it from Sony that was a 16 inch MacBook uh, yeah. not MacBook uh, Sony yeah Sony you know? yeah no wait Laptop. a minute it was 17 inch it was a 17 inch it was a monster yeah and it, it was it was, it was in the luggable too. category it was not a portable right. laptop it was a luggable. But it was like a desktop replacement machine, really. I mean, it did everything a desktop yeah. machine could do, and then some. I loved that. I loved that thing at the time. I thought, wow, big screen, nice picture quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they made TVs, so they knew how to make screens. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yep. But uh, anyway, I don't even remember what I did with it. I got rid of it somehow. Gave it away or something. Yeah, I don't have any recollection of it, so I, I didn't end up with it. Maybe you, um, uh, I think you kind of quit using that as you kind of went on the road 10 years ago, right? <laughs> 10 or 12 years ago. I, I th- so I'm you, sure that's what happened. I just, you know, I went to Apple full time. Yeah, so you probably, back, you, know? you probably either, you know, disposed of it or wiped it out real good and gave it away. You well, know? you see, I bought my I bought my first MacBook in 2008, Mm-hmm. And uh, well, when, we start. We went on the road in 2000, though. So, so uh, really, so so, I so had, when you were on the yeah. road originally, you had it with you for uh, for a while. You were still I, on the Sony. Uh, 
I must have, but seems to me like I had a desktop. I had a desktop that I was running. We were in an Airstream, and I just mm -hmm. kept that under the table, and I had a screen that was right where the TV would be. You know, that was my TV substitute. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, maybe it was a TV screen that I played the computer through. I can't recall, but probably was. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, Sounds about right. So I don't. I don't think I had the notebook then. It probably got rid of it before when we cleaned out the house or something. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I don't have a recollection. I would have actually guessed that you had switched to um, your uh, to Mac earlier than that. But you're right. That that first you had the the 15 inch MacBook Pro was a 2008. Yeah, I bought that in Tampa, Florida. That's the way I yeah. remember it. And so. Uh, Probably yeah, disposed we were definitely... of a Sony about that time, right? <laughs> or you're saying you think Could it was have. earlier? No, I I think it was earlier because at the time that I that I uh, what uh, I really had was a uh, was yeah. a desktop. You, machine. you think? Well, that was when you were in the Airstream, right? Or the um, not the Airstream, the uh, fifth wheel. Yeah, it was there. No, it was the Airstream. Okay, so that was only the first year then. So you're saying the first year yeah. you went out on the road, you got rid of the laptop, which seems counterintuitive well, maybe you would think when you're limited space and out on the road that a lap maybe the laptop was what you were plugged into and using that to drive the screen maybe i was that makes you know, more sense I, than having a desktop computer you know in a trailer bouncing around as you go down the road yeah, i think that would have maybe been really that's what happened unreliable for you over a period of time yeah. i really think that's what you were doing i think you were still using the sony at that point the laptop as your device so so yeah. now, well, if anyway. you were to sit down in front of a Windows device today, do you think you could use it, manage it? Oh, I could fiddle around with it, but I would certainly not feel very confident in what I was doing. In fact, I tried to do that when I was helping uh, my my friend, who's a Windows guy, and he couldn't he couldn't uh, be been happier than getting away from the iPad, which I kind of foisted on him because it was an extra that I had given him. You know, it was free, and it was a way to. I could do things, uh, but once I got him working with with Zoom, you know, when we went into this uh, uh, pandemic, that, that right. was a plus for him because I could do that on Windows, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think it, more and more the um, the issue with um, did I lose you? Are you there? Hello. I got a couple beeps and then uh, it sounds like you're gone. But it hasn't hung up. I don't know what's going on. Technology. Well, what I was going to say was um, it seems like more and more the, um, you know, the operating system kind of goes into the background. You kind of learn the basics of how to get around in your operating system. It doesn't matter. What you use is apps, right? So you got Zoom. You either use Word or Google Docs. Uh, you know, Excel, you, whatever it is that you use to do what you do, that's what you learn. And the operating system is really not that relevant to a lot of people, um, uh, which is interesting to say if you're like, you know, very much a Mac guy. OK, he hung up, so maybe he's going to come back. If you're a Mac guy versus a, um, uh, uh, a Windows guy to say it doesn't matter. But it does sort of in qualitative sense for those who are particular. Hello. Hey there. Hey. Hey there. 
I don't know what caused me to drop off. I think was the weird. battery is so, so low that I think it's going to drop me again. Yeah. Well, it was funny for me because so I've got to go the, find the charger. The call wasn't hung up, but you were gone. And then yeah, I think, I and think, then you hung up a couple I minutes think, later. Yeah, I'm going to get a charger on this thing yeah. here. Well, you know, uh, we've been going yeah, for an hour sorry. and 40 minutes, so we're probably close to wrapping up anyway, unless you wanted to keep talking. Well, why don't we why don't we wrap it up? Because I don't think it's going to last here until I get my thing going. Okay. Uh, uh, I need to find a plug now. Uh, shoot. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say thanks for joining us today on Generation Tech as we we figure out the stuff and say goodbye. And so we appreciate you joining us, and we'll be back again next week. <laughs>